ready, born ready. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi, Gina. I'm great. Happy New Year. We Happy can say New this for year. like a few more days. Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2023. Woo! God damn. The year of the productive uprising. The year it- of the productive uprising, as we have uh, labeled it. Why do they make this fucking shit so hard? Gina's oh my god! Gina's trying to get a straw in like a um, honest kids juice box. Ugh. Not juice box, but a, I mean they're a like pouch. Capri- it's a, it's a juice pouch. Pre- oh, like there, go. there she goes. Sweet satisfaction. It's apple too. It's my favorite. Oh, nothing like cold apple juice. Cold. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it was also my favorite as a child. But it oh. is the most comforting satisfying thing still to this day i love it I you know what i used to like cran grape that's misha's favorite so one of my girlfriends uh, shout out to shout out to vic and her mom jane jane always used to have cran grape really in her fridge Ugh. and there was like nothing there's just something so special about it in like in a mason jar with a good amount of ice and a straw. A mason I mean, jar? As a child, this is how you drink well, it? Well, teenager, like high school. <clears throat> with vodka? No. We did drink a lot of vodka, a lot of cheap vodka. But this, no, no. This was just like a thirst-quenching drink. And, oh, man, it brings back some memories when I see it on the shelves. I swear, there's just something about a good, a good juice. Yeah. A good juice cocktail. That really just gets you going, you know? Speaking of getting you going, I just woke up from a nap literally 30 seconds before Kate walked in my door to record this episode. I was I passed out sitting up on my couch. Gina's not a napper. I'm Me, not a napper. I can nap with the best I of them. I just, like, need, I don't know what happened. I don't even remember, like, making, like, you know, I feel like when you take a nap, you, like, make the decision to take the nap. Yeah. I, I just, I was just sitting there, like... Like, I had just, I don't know. Became comatose. Like, I was melting into the couch. Just <laughs> fully, fully just one one with the fabric. One with the upholstery. But that's that's the best kind of nap. Oh, I the slept one that kinda... so hard. I slept so hard, and now I'm a mess. I'm like, I don't know what day and time. All of a sudden, I, like, grab my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? Because I thought, it was, like, my first, I was, oh, my God, I forgot to pick my kids up from school. And here, like... Because like, if I'm going to nap, I'll set an alarm. Right, right. Just to, you know, just so I don't like sleep for three hours and, you know, all chaos ensues. But I was like, oh, my God. Would it like, you know, like you were used to fall asleep in the afternoon after school when you were a kid. Yep. And then you would wake up and think that you like missed your whole day, that it yep. was the next day, that it, you, you just fell down this like time warp. How was your New Year's? Excellent. It was good. It was good. Um, you know, originally we, we had some original plans that kind of got the neighbors. (laughs) Well, they got a little sidetracked because of not being able to initially go to our original neighbors. And then because of illnesses in my house, it just wasn't the best idea. There was people going on vacation the next day. So it just like really wasn't worth exposing everybody to the potential. So, you know, I just, I was like kind of like about it. Yeah. And so I just started drinking wine and whatever and then i texted my other neighbors i was like oh are you guys gonna make it till midnight and she was like yeah are you guys and i was like i don't know i was like it was like 10 o'clock i was like i don't know i'm like about ready to hit the hay she's like we're eating pie come over we pie come over so over we went that's that's awesome and next thing you know we were playing beer pong beirut whatever you want to call it and I went over with, I was like, Brian, make me a chocolate martini for like, you know, for my first for drink. Walk? The, for the walk? For the walk. The three three feet of like tuck and rolling. Oh my God. 
And apparently he made me a double. Oh, and then yeah. I drank a lot of champagne. That happens a lot in your house, yeah. huh? <laughs> Kaylee comes over here with this like giant vat of martini. Oh, I certainly made enough for two. Bitch, there were six martinis in there. <laughs> I felt like absolute dog shit. I have not been that hungover since December 2019. Really? I remember December 2019. I, we just had With the swinging the aided onto the tit Yes, thing. yeah. Eating Bean. an English muffin. Yes, yes, yes. That moment and Ryan's like there's got to be another time between like the other kids I was like I don't think so even with weddings maybe because when we've gone to weddings we haven't had the kids with us but man Uh, I I was also rageful so sometimes when I get drunk I like get like you're an angry drunk sometimes and so apparently as soon as we like got into about to lay down the baby woke up or shortly thereafter so I was like frustrated oh yeah that I like wasted all that good sleep and then, obviously, I was feeding him and fell asleep. And I woke up at one point, and I was like, I need a trash can! I need a trash can! To like, puke? Yeah. And so Ryan's like, hands me the full bathroom trash can. I was like, I can't tilt this! I All the trash is... The trash is... Fu- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And then even still, when I woke up, like, in the morning, finally, at, like, 8.30, he let me sleep until... I still felt like I was going to vomit. And then I was like napping on the couch. We like put a movie on and then he was feeling okay. So he took the kids outside and I went upstairs and like slept for like another hour and a half, woke up just in time for nap time and then went back to sleep. And then went back to sleep. <laughs> and even still, I was like, no, no. Oh, when it hits you wrong, it just, it does you so dirty. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing about a hangover, especially like, you know, you in your thirties. Well, it just means that you had a good fucking time. Absolutely. I mean, I talked to the neighbors the next day, and I was like, oh, my God, I have photos and videos that I, like, <laughs> will never see the light of day. <laughs> I sent them to her, and she was like, I don't remember these. And I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing. We all feel terrible, Ugh. but at least we had a good fucking time. We had a you have to have something to show for it. Yeah, Otherwise, like, what's the point? Yeah. So it was good. You know? Was not the original plan, but turned out to be the best plan B. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? How was your New Year's? It was like a rock and wild good time. It was so much fun. We had a full, full house. We had like 22 people here. Wow. It was... (laughs) The biggest yawn. (laughs) It was a great time. We really did have the best time. I love my husband's family. We don't get to see them that often. They're from New York. They all still live there in New York, New Jersey. And um, they all came down here for, you know, depending on the person, it was either two nights or one night or whatever. But we had the best, best fucking time. All we did was eat. All we did was drink. And it was so fun. It was so fun. I am like fully at the point where I have gained enough holiday weight that it's getting genuinely difficult for me to wipe my ass. (laughs) Like, it's just like... It's getting really, really difficult to, to like, maneuver. Like, my shoulder, like... Oh, my God. ...hasn't stretched out quite enough to accommodate the new girth. So it's, like, a real... Either it's, like, a reach around or it's, like, a reach through. And it's just, like, you can't... You're, you're just, like, desperately trying to reach the spots and borderline asphyxiating yourself in the process. It's, like, being oh pregnant God. again. It's, like, oh, my fucking God. Like, you're just, like, so down bad the week after <laughs> after new year's and christmas i've eaten so much we like prepared a feast 
so much food, so much alcohol, and then like it just doesn't stop because then like everybody wakes up the next morning, we're all hungover. It's like, oh, like let's make breakfast and make a huge breakfast, and days and days go by, and you know you just go on this binge, binge, legit binge. It's a legit binge, but it's fun and I enjoy it. Um, but looking to get back on the wagon, if you know what I mean, yep. because this is not sustainable. I've realized how. Um, unsustainable all of this extra weight on me really is and how um, just inconvenient you know for so many reasons <laughs> just fit, like you're at like you're like the side of your ass gets pinched sometimes I, I'll never forget it I was like right what after is it I getting had pinched by like if I'm like sitting in the car and it gets like squished in between like the seatbelt buckle and my seat it's like having a ball sack. I can imagine like this is what having a ball sack is like. Like, do your like men? If there's any of you listening to this, like, do you ever sit on your own nuts? Like, I feel like that's what it must be like. You just like pinch it the wrong way. It's like, oh, that didn't feel good. I feel like that's like what's happening with my with my love handles right now, dude. Right? I remember. I'll never forget it. Right after I had Mia. Right after I had my third baby, I had like this major fupa situation. It was like my third kid. And I'll never forget, I got like a like a side piece of my stomach caught in a drawer. Oh! I was like standing too close. Like someone was walking behind me. And I was like leaned up against the, the um, counter and I was shutting a drawer. And I legit got a piece of my, of my fupa. No. Stuck in a drawer. And no. it hurt so bad. I yeah, had a bruise. Bet, it broke I, skin. <laughs> it was one of it was truly one of the lowest moments of my life. But I was like, okay, this is where we need to get get serious. Oh my gosh. But I've lost eight pounds. Since when? Since not holiday weight oh, okay. excluded. <laughs> I weighed myself Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. So after like I'm like really, really like what I have eaten a ton of salt, a ton of carbs. Like this will all come off yeah. pretty quickly. It's not like real weight gain it's just like very like just crappy eating not going to the gym but from when I started so about 27 days I lost eight pounds great which was great I started like the day after Thanksgiving was like my was my cutoff day and I lost seven pounds that month which is wonderful um so yeah this week girls are going back to school mama's going back to the gym Everyone's going to, like, fix their diets and, like, get back on the healthy eating train. And we, uh, we're going to get right and tight. Right and tight. And I'm excited about that. But, yes, I've been following the diet as prescribed in our previous podcast of minimal carbs. Any and all carbs come from green leafy vegetables. And, like, that's it. I meal prep. I eat very basic meals. Do I like if I'm like dying for something? Yeah. Do I don't deprive myself of it. I'll be like, I really just like like need a cheeseburger right now. I will eat that cheeseburger, but then I will go right back to the way that I was eating before. Yeah, like eighty twenty. Eighty twenty. I said it. I said it before. I think when you're actively trying to attain a certain goal, and that goal is reduction. Your your getting there needs to look more like ninety ten, and yeah. maintenance maintenance looks more like eighty twenty. But in order for things to even be sustainable, you need to at least every once in a while like give yourself a freebie. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I've been doing. It's been working really well. I'm super happy. I feel really really good. My sleep has improved. Um, 
obviously, like, when you start to lose a little bit of weight, like, your clothes feel better. I think you feel more confident, or at least I do. Yeah, for sure. And that's been a great little uh, mental boost in the new year. I mean, you can't tell right now because I'm swollen to Jesus, but, you know, <laughs> things are looking up there for a while. And uh, No, I feel you. I... Come the end of this week, they'll be, they'll be looking up again. Yeah, <clears throat> I was, you know, I didn't really make any – resolutions I didn't per either se. I just like it's not really my thing but my resolution is to give fewer fucks I feel that and I to like make that. more risotto <laughs> that's <laughs> my resolution I guess I did like we I we did talk about it I just wanted to find um some more joy in my life uh so that's yep. you know we talked about it a little bit last week and yep um that is that is that is my resolution per se yeah. and so that's gonna look very different in different aspects of my life. Yep. Finding joy in my job outside of the home, finding joy inside my home, finding yeah. joy with myself, and then hopefully it'll just like infiltrate into all aspects Snowball of my life. Snowball from there. Yeah. But, Spread out from there. You know, um, I felt like, you know, after going whatever, nine, ten months without drinking, I've been like, oh, I like, I love to have wine. So it's like all of a sudden I'm thinking, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Like, Almost every night. That's great. But then I'm like, this is not. Is this a problem? <laughs> do, yeah, I, do I have an right. issue? Is this, this, is this great? You know what I mean? So. Well, I think, I think there's like that rebound effect, right? Like you're just like getting back into it and you're like, I really enjoy this and I want to do it as much as possible because I wasn't able to do it for so long. Yes, for sure. Do you know what I mean? So I think that there's probably an element of that. I don't think you're going to sustain the habit of. A bottle of wine every night for the rest of your life. Well, sometimes it's not a bottle. Sometimes it's literally just a glass. Oh, okay. No, but it's just, I just, even still, I'm like, you know. No, never. No, you don't want it to be like an everyday thing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be. That. So anyways, um, you know, we're a couple days in. I haven't had a drink in 2023. So. Oh, okay then. Look at you. No alcoholism over here. Nope. Not in this house. But Look just even, you. like, cutting it down to, like, a couple days a week. It doesn't have to be, like, it doesn't have to be just on the weekend I or, think, like, whatever. I think, but, you know, things become less joyful when it's something that we are forcing ourselves to do. And I feel like people get this. This happens a lot with self-care. That, you know, self-care is meant to be, like, this regenerative practice. But then it also takes on the the persona of something that you have to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which sucks. But... Truly, and it's pushed on moms. It's pushed on moms for sure. Yeah. For sure. But it's just like, I think that everyone should find themselves a habit that's just like, that's just, I do this when I want, and when I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be like this ritualistic thing, unless you want it to be. A lot of people find comfort in that, and I get that, and that's great. I'm one of those people. I'm like... I just need to get to a point where I could slap a mask on my face and eat a Snickers bar in a bathtub. You know, like if that's like what I'm doing that night. It's like I just need to get to that point. Yeah. Because that's what I promised myself I was going to do for this month or whatever it is. Um, so I tend to like those kinds of things. But I also totally get that when things have to be done, they're not as fun. It's, yeah. not, like I, it's not like I get to do this. It's like, ugh, I have to do this. My biggest thing that I, like, started in 2022 was actually reading in terms of, like, self-care, yes. which we probably, I think, talked about before in terms of, like, less screen time, less whatever, and I guess I'm still using a screen because I'm using a Kindle, but I, mean, I actually find that, like, reading instead of, like, mindlessly scrolling through the social medias has really helped me kind of 
disconnect myself from social media in, yeah, in a way yeah, yeah. and kind of gives me a way to kind of calm down at night after the kid most of the kids go to bed and like that's my me time even if it's like we're sitting yeah. in front of the tv together but I'm reading a book or you know I've been trying to actually read when I'm feeding the baby in the middle of the night instead yeah. of scrolling my phone or <laughs> online shopping oh my god just as like you know just something different yeah and I used to I used to love reading and I've regained that love for it but it was it took me years I hadn't like read leisurely in years I feel like it's it's a time-consuming hobby I mean like maybe it's just for me like I I don't know I I I think I think it's wonderful and I feel like so many people find so much joy like there's book clubs there's like you know different things that you can like join and there's all kinds of challenges and it has you know like the book it's so weird it's the book reading culture because you know that's a whole thing in and of itself is like so interesting and I feel like there's so many people who so love and enjoy that the second I pick up a book I fall asleep that's how I used to be too and then I started finding books that I was like so enthralled by that I was like reading them and couldn't sleep because I had I had to keep reading I mean Really? I had, I you know, after grad school and having kids and not feeling like I found had the time for it. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was like sometimes reading a book in two days, really like three hundred and something pages. Do you remember the last time I did that? I think like, I was like a kid, or not yeah. a kid, but I was in, definitely in like like college, like my early twenties. Right. Last time yeah. I did that. Maybe I should start picking up books. What do you recommend? Well, I love Colleen Hoover. Who is this bitch? I see her everywhere. Well, she, she comes along with the Lululemon bags, the Stanley Cups, and like flare leggings so now. So what is, like, give me like a quick, like a one-sheeter on what she, like what does she write about? Who is she? Nonfiction. Okay. Um, With like, it's hard to describe because she's actually a type of book that I would have never read before but I okay. saw a lot of people starting reading it I saw like like book talk and stuff like that mm. on TikTok is like she's big into or on so she's nonfiction, um romance and then there's most of them are romance with like always something fucked up that happens that's like the best way to describe it so you're like reading it and then all of a sudden you're like what the fuck oh my god okay see but then there's I like some, listen to books some I some erotica to it too okay like there is some type of like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey mixed in with some of them. Some of them are a little bit more risky than others. Okay. Um, that's like I'm not really probably describing it well, but like when you look at up her name, it's like she's like a best-selling nonfiction, like young teen romance novel writer. Like it's very vague. Okay. But I've read a lot of her books and I love her books. And then, um, I just um read um like TGR. She's big which her initials stand for Taylor Jenkins Reed. Taylor Jenkins Reed. She's okay. like a big, like if you like Colleen Hoover, you might like her books. Um, and then <clears throat> Emily Henry and Lucy Score. They're like all very similar. Is it one you prefer to another? So I haven't read a, co- <clears throat> I read a Colleen Hoover book a, like a couple weeks ago. And then I just did a TJR book, which I really, really liked her. Okay. Um, and now I'm moving on to... Um, a Lucy score book or sorry, Emily Henry book. Okay. And they're all just like, they're easy reads. So it's like you can easily like read okay. and you could like not, you could stop reading for a couple nights and then pick back up really quickly. Okay. 
like mindless. I don't ever read nonfiction. So I I blow through audiobooks. I am constantly listening but to audiobooks. But I audiobooks. think people say that you could like some of these books are like they're easy to listen to as audiobooks. So the thing is, is that I don't ever read fiction. The last I'm reading, like I just finished it two days ago, was the complete history of pre-Columbian Mexico. Yeah, like we're a different breed. You're a different breed. <laughs> it doesn't we're sound different. like this is transferable. But but that's what I used to like. I used to read a lot of I guess I used to read a lot of nonfiction or fiction about like the Holocaust. That was like one of as we know. Yeah. Yep. So um, as a as a young lass, but as a young thug, Kate used to read. <laughs> what was the name of the book? Zlata's Diary. Zlata's Diary. <laughs> that was about the Bosnian War. That was about the Bosnian War. Sorry. But but, you know. Yeah, same, 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 same. Historical nonfiction. But anyways, it's like mindless. It's kind of, it's like watching trash TV. Okay. That's what I would equate these books to. It's like watching, it's like reading trash TV. But you're reading. Yeah. So it's better. I get it. Engaging my mind. I get it. In a different way. Yeah. That's a really good resolution though, to read more. Just, yeah. Just, I felt like... Right now, it's still hard for me to sometimes, like, fit in a workout. I try and do it, like, when I can. Obviously, getting to the gym with the baby is a little bit more complicated. But I'm like, okay, at least I, I can, like, exercise my mind. There you go. <laughs> you like that. You can't exercise that ass. Yeah. You got to exercise that brain. I like that. That's really, that's really good. I think at some point I would love to start reading again. I need to, like, like I said, this year – needs to be a building year this this year needs to be a me putting all the pieces together yes kind of year um well that's so fun i love colleen hoover (laughs) (laughs) even though i don't know who she is that's so great great so great oh man i just I don't know. I feel like I feel like I was never like a nonfiction girl. I just wish that I was. That's so good for you. <laughs> I wish that I was. No, I know, no. I really do because like you know, it's so funny. Like I, I don't know. A few months back, I was out like with a few of my girlfriends, and for some reason, my car wouldn't start. Um, What's the problem? It was like the key had like had electrically disconnected from the car like via the fourth dimension. I don't know how it works, <laughs> but we end up having to like take the key and like there's a place in the center console where you put the key and then it starts the car. I had no idea. Yeah, I think it's like what you're supposed to give valets. Had no clue. Okay. Absolutely no fucking clue. Um but, uh, like, I was able to turn on the battery for some reason, so my book started playing, and I was listening to a brief history of all the kings and queens of England. Okay. And she was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, in 1876, like, it had, like, you know, the accent, and it was like, oh, and then he killed this person. It's the last great king to die in battle. <laughs> and I was just like, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. I just, like, I've never been able to get into fictional books i've read stephen king okay mm-hmm. um i read like the pet cemetery like pet cemetery i read it what else did i read i read a few of his books but i just like i i i think a nice easy read would be a good thing for me yeah try it maybe i will it's like go on low expectations and just see if you like it and if you don't then eh, move on maybe i shall 
Don't look that's back. Um, so this week in uh, TV, our our weekly TV recap. Have you watched the Harry and Meghan docuseries? I haven't. I need to. But um, Ryan, it's not his jam, I think. Maybe I should just need to put it on um, because I've heard so many things about it. I've, like, followed along with, like, the brief, like, recaps on social medias, but sounds intense. So, like, what are you hearing? I'm so interested. Like, as someone who's, like, not into this and isn't, like... I don't like who hasn't followed the historic like the the British royal family and understands them from like a historical perspective and through today. What is your view of Meghan Markle? Like, what do you think? Like, what is the social media? What is the interwebs that she's you? like the Princess Diana? Okay, but do you think that she is generally a good person or a bad person? I think that like in the social media and personally, I think that she is a a good person. Okay, and I think that people are like perceiving her as her um like historically resembles like the relationship with her and the royal family and how she's treated Mm. is similar to how diana was treated i think that's the correlation that's being made on social media i haven't really like dove really deep into right just like at a surface level like that's what you're hearing is this and then most recently um you know that they that harry wants to re kindle his relationship with his father and William because yeah. as we know it's pretty it's broken rocky, broken yeah. broken um and that obviously some things t- terrible things were said by somebody mm. um and which kind of led to them leaving the royal family that's kind of like surface level I would say okay but obviously there was like the whole Oprah interview and now the docuseries and I've heard it's like pretty so I so one-sided I so okay so the thing that I get most off the internet is either one of two things either Megan's a hero for having these boundaries and you know Megan well I I should say Megan and Harry are both heroic human beings for um, you know, standing up for their values and being, you know, this protective family unit, recognizing that what was going on with Megan and her portrayal in the British media was horrific and that there were things that were happening to her that had never happened to other members of the family, probably Diana included. Or B, Megan is this, you know, ladder climbing, power hungry, hyper ambitious bitch that just like saw Harry as a mark I want to climb the social ranks I'm going to marry into the British royal family and then I'm going to actively plot scheme and strategize a way to take him away from his birthright essentially is what people are saying like those are like the two the two narratives about her and after I see the first narrative obviously because that's what I'm doing and so I keep seeing the same narrative you know what I mean like I'm playing into the social media thing but yeah yeah the other half of it is that you know Megan was like just planning this all along and that she finally got her way and whatever I think that she got so royally fucked it's not even funny look that that whole docuseries I found so interesting and I'm actually really, really glad that they did it. It's so it, – nothing like that has ever, ever, ever been done. Even the Diana interview, right? Like that yeah. wasn't a six-part docuseries where they're right, right. showing film, you know, footage of their life and, you know, all of these clips that they had taken over the years and really going from beginning to end of how they got to the place that they're at now. 
Um, and it's such like I can't even begin to describe how rare and how much of an anomaly this look behind the curtain truly is. Because it does not happen in the British royal family. Right. They're very closed off. Very closed off. I'll spare, spare everyone the, the step-by-step breakdown. But I don't know how anybody is getting out of any of this. That she is a conniving, plotting, scheming bitch. I think she went. She like truly fell in love with Harry. I really do. Like This woman had her whole life. Like She was on a TV show. She had money. She was living by herself. She was you know, doing all of the things. And then all of a sudden she meets Prince Harry. I do genuinely think that they fell in love. And I also genuinely think that once she, once they realized she was going to be, be around long term, she gave herself fully and completely to this institution. Use me how you wish. Like do, I will do all of the engagements. I will promote all of the things. I will, I want to be a good soldier for you. But the problem is the British media. The British media is, honestly, I, I, I don't live in England. I don't know, but I didn't know firsthand. But they say and do horrific shit. Yeah. They like, cutthroat. Like it's really, really, really bad. And I, again, I think we're insulated here because unless you're very actively following, you know, Megan updates, Kate, William, Harry, the royal family in general updates on, you know, whatever your social media platform of choice is. You're not seeing all of the headlines. But if you there, you're there and you live in England, it's like they were saying like, like very distinctly racist things about her. Do I think that she's like sanctimonious on a personal level? Yeah, kind of. Do I think that um, like, do I agree with all of her views? No. But do I think that she had the best of intentions within the royal family? Yes. And that's not to say I don't like her. I do like her. And I like Harry and I like Meghan and I like, you know, uh, Kate and William and the older ones, they can get fucked a little bit. But (laughs) the younger ones, I'm generally pretty into. And I think that they have to really find that favorable public opinion um, in order to for the monarchy to be sustained, right? Yeah. They're funded by a public grant. Why in the fuck they didn't circle the wagon? Like, the, they had such an opportunity, and this is, like, such a dumb fucking marketing thing, but on the other hand, I get why they didn't, but the why they had, like, this incredible opportunity to really, like, take the next step in modernizing the monarchy and really appealing to the next generation of people who are going to have to have some vested interest in them for them to survive. Their whole thing was that you're saying just in general, the monarchy, or you're saying them by like kind of exile, exile, why they didn't come out and say, Hey, look, cause the problem was that Megan was very open about how she was feeling and like her mental, right. the struggles that she was going on that was going on behind the scenes. And like I said, the palace doesn't do that, right? They don't talk about it. They don't say yeah. anything, none of it. Um, why they didn't like, okay, listen, this is getting to be insane. We're standing with Megan. Like we want her to get help. We're, you know, public statements against the media, like do whatever you can as, if, as, as far as PR is concerned, why they didn't do that. I is stupid, but it's because 
every other member of the British royal family has to go through some kind of shit, right? In that documentary, they're talking about, like, this one's comms team or, you know, communications team trading, you know, this dirty laundry about this one so their principal doesn't get that story for the day. It's like, hey, don't write this about Harry. I'll give you something on Eugenie instead. Do you know what I mean? It was like this cap and trade kind of thing going on behind the scenes. Between, like, the between the media people? Between all of the different... So every principal within every like prince or princess within the royal family has their own communications team that is the liaison between them and the media so every day so some at some point on you know on whatever publication there has to be something about a royal right so if harry gets really fucked up one night and decides to i don't know murder a panda in the franklin park zoo like no, 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 cover that up here. I'll give you this crazy photo of Eugenie, what she did, you know, back in 2016 when she dressed up in blackface or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's all of these things that go on behind the scenes. So I guess where they drew the line was that when it got really, really vicious racially, which I understand. Yeah. And that's unacceptable. And then she was getting death threats. And then Harry was getting death threats. So crazy. And then they went to the queen and was like, hey... You know, we want to step back. Clearly, this is, you know, this is getting out of control for a number of different reasons. And there, I, you know, there was, the, you know, the closed meeting between William, Charles, Princess or Queen Elizabeth at the time and Harry. And basically, they had to leave. And you know what? I don't blame them. And I think it's such an interesting role that they play now. I think they're actually infinitely more influential because of opening up all because these. they're able to have an individual brand yeah and they're able to actually speak and i think that people were really getting tired of the very canned very packaged royal family like oh we don't say this and we don't say that and we just do our appearances and we you know support you know this charity and that charity and like that's all well and fine i'm not saying that they don't you know bring attention to a lot of meaningful things but I think that Harry and Meghan are now going to become more influential than they ever could have been under those circumstances within the royal household. And I think it's great. I'm really glad that they left. Clearly, it was like a very bad situation. Yeah. Um, but the point I'm trying to get across is that I don't think Megan plotted and schemed and wanted this the whole time. Yeah, I, I think, never even knew that was a. a second oh, that's part like of the a story. that's like one of the biggest, if not the biggest, thing was that people were pissed because they thought that she was trying to like actively from day one separate Harry from his family so she could go live, you know, as a royal but in L.A. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She wanted the best of both worlds, but I genuinely think that given her personality. She wanted to be a royal and she wanted to be like she wanted to use that platform as influence. Right. But I I do think that she had the best of intentions. I really do. I'm glad that they're out. I think that that's, you know, an incredibly difficult life to lead. And I don't know. I I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I really wouldn't. Harry went through like three or four girlfriends prior to her. We're just like. It's too much. It's too much for me, bro. Sorry, love you, mean it, but like I can't, I can't do this. Like, what happened when William and Kate broke up? Like right after college, you remember that? And they would like follow Kate around. No. Oh my! It was really bad for. I just remember like the the photos of Kate coming out from like her college days when she like 
was a party yeah, girl. When she was a party girl. Great. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Love it. Like makes me like her even more. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I think the media, I think the media is, um, really getting out of hand in all countries, Wait. to be honest. Andrew Tate. Hi, babe. How I mean, are you? I mean, he basically revealed himself or he did reveal himself res- responding to Greta. And that could have been you. He could have responded to your Twitter and revealed. He his blocked me on everything. I know. I know. He blocked me. I know. But Elon Musk let him back on Twitter and then he outed himself. Fucking loser. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad he got arrested. But he's out now. So is what it is. I don't know what the Romanian uh, legal system is really like. Uh, I do know that he lives there because he enjoys participating in the corruption, which I understand. It's like, why are you going to live somewhere? Like, if you're doing fucked up shit, why are you going to live somewhere where you can't pay? Where You have money, right? You have resources. Why are you going to live somewhere like the U.S. that your money doesn't get you as far? Yeah. To get your ass out of shit? Um. I get that. I respect that. Honestly, if I had Andrew Tate money, I'd probably live in fucking Romania too, but I wouldn't be doing the things that he did. Whatever. Um, did you see the the? Did you see what Greta Thunberg Greta yeah. Thunberg's Twitter was? Yeah, or tweet was. I don't like her either, so I'm gonna try not to give her the W on this. But it was pretty good. Yeah, it's it's it like it goes along with what you were saying. Yeah, it's little sm- dick energy. Small at, dick energy at getalife.com. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. Yeah. I can't stand him. But, but yeah, no, she doesn't exactly light my labias on fire either. <laughs> Why we're listening to a 14-year-old as a subject matter expert is beyond me. But anyway, that's a different story for a different time. Um, but yeah, kind of goes along with our New Year's resolution, setting boundaries, yeah. making, making yourself happy, doing yes, what you yes. need to do to um achieve joy in your life yeah there's always a way out if Meghan markle and harry can leave the fucking royal family you can find some shit to do in your life too fair fair <laughs> we call that we call that a full circle that's yeah. that's where i was going with that the whole time i promise um what do you got coming up kate anything um i'm actually going to a drag brunch this week you are where um in the good old city of boston um it's a lady gaga drag brunch oh so fun i love so um going there on saturday so that should be a good time i'm excited for that amazing every time you tip a drag queen an angel gets its wings don't forget that all right bringing lots of ones lots of Um, ones so fun i love brunch i love drag queens so it's like the perfect combo they're so fun so fun um so yeah other than that, drag brunch and preschool tours. I mean, what more could somebody ask for? I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, but yeah it's no. that time of year. Yeah. That's it. That was fun. That's enough. I'm going to take more naps this week. <laughs> um, I start at Bama next week. Yes. I start. Classes start on the 11th. So that'll be fun. And then I go down there yes, in, like, in like three, three weeks. weeks. I'm so excited. But yeah, I plan on just like napping hard and heavy. That's it. That's really all I've got on my agenda for this week. It's my entire bingo board. Nap hard. Oh, and taking often. down Christmas decorations. Oh, fuck. I'm going to wait for my husband. Honestly, I can't even. The thought of doing it makes my ass itch. I can't. But you can't reach your ass to itch it. That's right. <laughs> 
That's right. Making it even more of a shitty, no pun intended, situation. Um, Yeah, I'm going to wait for my husband to get home to take down the decorations because I just really cannot be bothered. Like, that tree is a full fire hazard. It's, like, depressed and given up all hope. A little bit. It's really bad. But, yeah, that's on the agenda, too, but not before I nap every day. I love this Between for you. now and Saturday. I love this for you. That Napping is great. My whole thing. Okay. All right, y'all. We love you. We will see you next week.